Welcome back to the Slasher Siblings Podcast. I'm your co-host, Cicely. Today we're talking about the movie Disturbia. Not the Rihanna song. <laughs> no, not Rihanna. every time I read the, the name, I was like, Disturbia. Yeah, I say it like that too. But. Um, came out in 2007. It's rated PG-13. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Got a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It is about a team living under house arrest that becomes convinced his neighbor is a killer. It doesn't really feel like an hour and 45. It no, seems, it doesn't. It, it, it's one of those movies that you watch and it's when it's over, it's like, wow, that felt like... That was it. Yeah. It felt uh, probably an hour, I would say felt like it was an hour but i i have watched this movie i probably d- could have done the thing that you sometimes do where you watched it so much that you don't have to watch it again before coming on here i must have been i must have watched it with you before because i didn't know i saw this until i was Definitely. getting into it and i was like oh oh i watched it like a hundred times i don't know and we watched it all the time back then because Shia LaBeouf was in it. I love Shia. Even though he kind of, I guess, turned crazy a little bit. But Aren't we all? Okay. Read that first. Question, do you want the answer? Yeah. Yeah, for the first one. This 2000 film is about two sisters named Ginger and Bridget who struggle with the idea that one of them is a werewolf. It is called Ginger Snaps. So good job to the people that might have gotten that. And we'll read the second question here in a few minutes. Once we'll we try go. not to forget. And we'll try not to forget this time. Seems to happen Should we a just lot. read it right now? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so we'll start talking about this movie. It's one of my favorites. I've seen it a lot of times. Tons of times. But... It's one of my one of my favorite horror movies, and it is uh, similar to Rear Window by Alfred Hitchcock, but it was so similar because I don't I don't think I wrote it down, but it was so similar that Paramount tried to sue the people who wrote Disturbia because it was too like they thought it was too similar. And then the judge was like, no, it has subplots and, like, romance and all this other stuff. And it was like, it's different enough that it's okay. Even though it was really similar to Oh, okay. I didn't even know that was a thing. But, uh, I really, I like the opening where they're fly fishing in the river. And they're having a nice conversation, joking around and, uh... He says, oh, I'm, I got this girl pregnant, and I'm having a kid and all this other stuff. And he's like, all right, smartass and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it showed, like, a good relationship with an extremely tragic end. Oh, yeah. Like, you... I don't even understand what... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, you see that they have this great relationship, the two of them. And you obviously can't it makes you really like the father and i mean there's no like foreshadowing isn't it owen wilson no oh 
I wasn't <laughs> looking close enough. <laughs> no. Uh, I watched it on my phone, so. Okay. Well, there was no, like, foreshadowing, like, telling you, like, this guy's gonna die. It was just, like, straight up, all of a sudden, he's dead. Yeah, I don't understand the cars. What were they doing? They were both fucking stupid. Like, like it seemed kind of intentional, honestly. Because they well, sped up past him, then stopped. Yeah. Why would you do that? Well, no. No, the car that stopped was, has been there. The car that swerved at the last second was the one that passed them. Okay. Maybe I thought they were the same car. No. They were being a jackass. Okay. And they passed them because they were going too slow. And then they happened to see the car. And who the fuck waits until the very last second to swerve out of the way? Guys, just PSA, slow down. Know where you're going isn't that much. Like, you do not need to be in that much of a rush because... No. Some like four people just died going up the mountain recently because they were going like a hundred up the mountain. The Speed limit's thirty five. Slow down, dude. <laughs> I don't get it. Like if I, I get I, hit on the mountain and my dogs are in the car, I don't care how much pain I'm in, I'm getting out and I'm fist fighting whoever <laughs> the other driver was. Slow down. I I drive fast sometimes, but it's like ten over. That's Usually. acceptable. Not 70 over. Not 70 over. Slow the fuck down. That's insane. You guys, I'm not even just, I'm yelling at everybody who's listening. <laughs> Slow down. You don't need to get somewhere that fast. You could die. You got shit to Wherever live for. Wherever you're going's not worth it. No! <laughs> Call someone and be like, I'm gonna be late. Why do you think I'm late everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we decided on noon Dude. and you ended up showing up at 1 Tw- today. 12.40. I said, I texted him, I said, 12.30. I showed up at 12.45. <laughs> anyway. With Starbucks. Whatever. It was it was really ridiculous that that car was stopped in the middle of the road. Yeah. Kind of pissed me off. Because uh, now okay. dad's dead for no reason. The kid's fucked up. Yeah, that, that can happen. You know, your car, you can't move your car from the road. I get it. Number two, that dude's an asshole who swerved out of the way at the last second when they were clearly going, you know, over the speed limit, yeah. both cars. And then for them not to have, like, warnings set up either. Because usually, like, well, I guess not usually, but sometimes there's cars with flares in it. Yeah. Or uh, those little reflective triangles or something. Anyway. That doesn't matter. It, it, the point is, is that there was a great relationship between the two that had one of the most awful ways it could end. Uh-huh. I agree. But then it goes into one year later, and it's such... Like, one year is not enough. That's such a, a rough way to lose a parent. Not that we know, thankfully. But that's such an awful way to lose a parent, and and he was there. All and that happened. It, yeah, and he was driving, so there's no way he doesn't blame himself. Oh yeah. You know? Even though he he might say he doesn't or whatever, but it's still that one year is not enough. And then for the teacher was a little out of line. 
Yeah. Kale, Kale's having a rough time. Cut him some slack, dude. You know his dad I mean, just died. It's it's not like he needed to like pass him or anything, but he's obviously a delinquent because this is this is his third strike when he punches him. Uh, he's obviously not a a good student. This this can't be you know the only class that he's not exactly passing in. Yeah. Cut the kid some slack. You don't have to give him a good grade, but like, chill. It's been a year, one year, and you say, "What would your father think of you?" Don't even. Don't even bring that up. Shut up. So that's kind. I kind of like that the the judge was like, "I get it. It's, it's rough." He kind of said something he probably shouldn't have. I'll give you house arrest instead of juvie. Which. I kind of, I was kind of sympathizing with him, like, okay, you yeah. you at least understand. And I I assume that the teacher now understands, like. Hopefully. <laughs> after getting rocked in the face. You should, probably deserved. shouldn't bring up kids' dead's pa- dead parents. No, why would you do that to anybody? That's so silly. But then the cop is the teacher's cousin. The cop that... Yeah, that's wrong that's like in charge of like he got first dibs he's they say later in the movie he got first dibs yeah. whenever kale breaks the perimeter or whatever that's a huge conflict conflict of interest like he literally could have which i know he tried to call what's her face and be like hey the cop is my teacher's cousin is a huge conflict of interest and she's just like he didn't haul you away did he there were people he could call and be like listen this is this isn't okay he's gonna treat me way worse than i deserve yeah exactly it's not like i want to you know run away or anything like that but like get someone else can you at least get someone else to come like does it have to be him but this is the start of his house arrest and i think this this must be like a week or two or three like this is several weeks into his house arrest where the xbox quit working she canceled his subscription to xbox or whatever and this is also where the craziness kind of starts to begin you can kind of tell that like he's stuck in the house she turned off his Xbox and his, well, his iTunes too, I guess. Oh, that's that's next, but he's starting to go a little bit stir crazy because he, you know, turned the Xbox off and then he was, you know, <laughs> watching the TV, eating the peanut butter and the chocolate, and drinking the Red Bull, which obviously wasn't a good uh-huh. combination. But this is where he begins to kind of crack a little bit. But then his mom canceled all of his subscriptions, iTunes, Xbox, what have you, which I get it. You know, he's in trouble. This isn't vacation for him and everything, but like taking the Xbox and iTunes away when he literally has to stay in the house is kind of messed up. But... As far as a plot point of the movie, if she didn't do that, that never would have made him 
you know, watch the neighbors mm -hmm. and start to get suspicious. So in a way, I guess if she wouldn't have taken the subscriptions, this none of this would have happened. happened. Yeah. But also, in a way, Kale saved a ton of people from being murdered. Oh, yeah. So it's give and take. Depends on how you look at it kind of thing. But she was in cleaning his room and uh, she said, you know what else I'm canceling? Maid service. I need you to clean this up or whatever. And he, he was clearly joking, but he said, yeah, let me just check my schedule. He was clearly joking. Yeah. He was just fucking with you. And then she comes over and like cuts his, cuts the cord of his TV, unplugs it first. And then he says, isn't that a little dramatic? It kind of was dramatic yeah. to a joke. It was just a joke. And then she, then that's when she cut it. it. Like, She's going a little crazy here. I get that he's, you know, a bad kid or whatever, but come on. Cut him a tiny bit of slack. Just a tiny little bit. You're trying to not drive your son insane. But, once again, if she didn't do that, he wouldn't have been staring at neighbors, so. <laughs> staring at neighbors. Uh, this is the first time that we see Ashley. And it's clear, you know, a teenager looking at an attractive girl who's just moving in <laughs> plus that's a really funny uh scene where he like smacks his face off the door because yeah. he's distracted or whatever <laughs> i always thought that scene was hilarious even though it's like uh no it was funny he, he's a teenager so it wasn't exactly forced i guess but this is where the the prank comes in by those kids what is that called what's that prank called I was trying for... I couldn't for the life of me think of a name where you light the bag of dog shit on fire. It has a name? Yeah. I can't remember. I, I, don't I was know trying the name to think either. of the name of the, the, that prank, but they prank him by lighting a bag of dog shit on fire on his porch, and he ends up putting it out with his foot, stomping on it, and it ends up being dog shit in a bag. I couldn't imagine, you know seeing this thing on fire on my porch and then stomping it out and just being covered in shit there's no name for it it's just ding dong ditching i guess it is kind of illegal though yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes it is because what if someone wasn't actually home and it just sat there yeah and caught something on fire but uh, I would I would want to kill him too. So he forgot he was on house arrest, and he chased him down the street. I would have done the same. Oh, I yeah. would want to strangle those kids. But it kind of seemed like weird that the fact that he was back in the boundary, but it st it took so long to turn back to green because when he was testing where he, uh, as far as he could go. And he was making, like, the boundary or whatever. Uh, every time he stepped over, it would blink red. And then he would pull it back and it would immediately turn green. So what was different about that first time? Yeah. It, it took so long. But uh, it's a plot device, so. Kind of have to overlook a little bit. But I really like the the testing boundaries where 
he's figuring out how far he can go because it kind of shows that like he's starting to accept that he's stuck in his house and there's nothing he can do right so this is like okay well starting to make sense here he's starting to realize that he can't go anywhere he might as well find out how far he can go uh -huh. And then this is also where he starts to spy. He has nothing to keep him busy. And I think didn't he didn't he see Turner first? He started looking through at Turner, seeing yeah. him do stuff. And he also he was looking through the fence with the rabbit. I thought it was kinda weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, that was that was strange. That was when it first started to get like a little creepy. Yeah. And then uh he he's weeks into spying, right? And Ronnie comes home. Which is a funny way he, he shows up uh to the house and Kale's just in his underwear and his shirt with a bat <laughs> and he answers the door like that and it's really funny, but I noticed a moment where Kale's going to show Ronnie like what he's been up to on house arrest and they walk into Kale's father's office. He clearly knows that Kale doesn't go in there or hasn't. And you can see it on Ronnie's face. Like he he hesitates at the doorway, I noticed. And then when he takes his first step in there, you can see it on his face. He's just, like, looking around like, I, I shouldn't be in here. Uh -huh. But then that's when Kale calls him over to the window. He's like, okay, I guess I guess it's okay for me to be here. But you can see that Ronnie genuinely cares about Kale. And it's not so much of, like, we're just friends kind of thing. It's like he actually... Yeah, exactly. But he actually genuinely cares because he knows, like... You could see on his face, like, I shouldn't be in this room. It's, It was nice to see that from him. But there, he's showing him around, like, what he's been up to and explaining all the neighbors what they're, what they're doing every day and that the, the husband having the affair and and uh, the Ding Dong Ditch kids, yeah. he showed them them, and then showed him Turner. Was like, he does it. He does this twice a day, and about other than that, I don't really see him. And then he shows him Ashley, and he's like, "What's what's stopping you from going to talk to her?" And obviously, he can't go talk to her. But uh, then the next scene is a little bit of foreshadowing with. That news report saying, oh, this girl turned up missing. She was driving a blue Mustang with a dented fender. Blah, blah, blah. And then... Or he was. The, the killer. The one who abducted her was driving a... Uh, late 60s, I think it was. Mustang with a dented fender. And the foreshadowing was... That... It was him, Turner, that killed the girl. But we don't know that yet. We just saw the news report, and then it goes to 
it goes to Ashley's argument. Isn't she doing yoga or something and her dad comes in screaming at her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which you can obviously tell that there's a tension with the family. You kind of find out later, like, the dad was cheating on the mom. Yeah. And they moved out here to kind of reconcile or whatever. But Patch like, it up. It seems like they're trying to take it out on Ashley instead of, you know, working it out with the two of them or whatever. You know, what normal adults do. Oh, yeah. Take it out on everybody else instead of <laughs> each other or whatever. But we also, this is shortly before the scene that we get the first hint that he's a killer. And it was that, I'd say, two seconds of you seeing the dent in the fender. Which was a cool way to, like, dangle it in front of you. Uh-huh. And it's like, hey, he's the killer, but we're not confirming that yet. We're just making it look like it. And I thought that's that's real nice. That's like, real nice. <laughs> thanks for torturing us. Like, is he the killer? Like, yeah. it, it looks an awful like, a lot like he is. Like, this is weird. But they just dangle it in front of you. And then there's that small jump scare while he was spying. He was spying on Turner and then his mom comes in and scares the shit out of him. I thought I always find that scene really funny. Mm -hmm. And I have a fear fact about that scene and another scene that I passed up, but it kinda the the fear fact adds why I like that scene so much. So if we'll get into that in a minute. But <laughs> Ronnie came over again and oh another thing I noticed that I just now realized was that the mom is not in the movie a lot so you can obviously see how much the father's passing affected her too like oh, she's yeah. constantly working which I understand because you know you lose a parent you lose that income so you gotta work you gotta work and it obviously shows because she's she's barely in the movie. He's at home a lot by himself. Yeah. And uh, it's you know weighing on her, which yeah, like I said earlier, she kind of seemed a little crazy. But I guess she is working a ton, and then coming home and he did nothing to help out and uh, doesn't clean his room and she has to and stuff like that. But like. There's a tiny bit of slack there that should be given. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She works a lot. She works a lot. But what I wanted to talk about was when Ronnie came over and him and Kale were spying on Ashley swimming. And Ronnie smacks into the window with the binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and uh, he goes, do you think she heard that? He goes, yes, she heard that. My deaf, my deaf aunt Omaha heard that. <laughs> I always thought that that joke is hilarious. It's stupid. It's stupid, but it's so funny. He's like, yeah, my deaf aunt in Omaha. <laughs> like, it's so far away from where they live, and she's deaf. That's like, so two, funny. Like, two of the most exaggerated points. <laughs> it's such an exaggeration, and it's so funny. I had a client, a new client. She's deaf. Really? Yep. She's a little blue healer. She's my first blue healer. Really? She's deaf, yeah. Huh. But she's crazy. <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> of course. She doesn't act deaf, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and uh, it's just Shia LaBeouf's uh, delivery for that joke is excellent, as always. I think 
well, he always has been viewed as kind of crazy with his acting because he like goes above and beyond for his acting. Yeah, but I like his acting. I really a lot. do too. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy that joke. But then Ashley's locked out of her house. Was she really, or was that kind of using an excuse? I heard, you know. I heard them smack the window. So he's and I know he's home. He's under house arrest, but was she actually locked out of the house, or did she just use that as an excuse to actually go talk to him? Finally, I don't know. I think that maybe she used it as an excuse. But they start a stakeout, and this is the beginning of like all of them as a group spying and figuring out that he's a killer so on and so forth seems to be the beginning of that because you know she was very interested in this stuff and obviously both of them are and Ronnie brings over his recording equipment all the cameras and shit which is funny that he had his uncle or whatever <laughs> just has this bin I full know. of cameras and <laughs> like, recording equipment and whatnot. I think it's hilarious but there, I really like this scene because you can view it from two ways. It's that attack on that girl. He brings that club girl home and he attacks her. You can view it from two ways. You can view it from them just getting, you know, frisky. And you can view it of him actually being attacked. So if you, if in your brain you're like, oh yeah, they're just, you know, fooling around or whatever. You can actually see it. Mm -hmm. But if you actually go with the fact that you know that he's a killer and you watch that scene, you can see him attacking her. It's like, it's such a well shot scene that it could be either way. It could just be him, you know, chasing her around having fun, or it could be him chasing her around to kill her. I really like the, the subtle, subtle way it was shot just to portray both sides. Uh, I also like the fact that the girl leaves, quotations, and it shows like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, we're all wrong. Him staring through the window at him, you know, while he was looking through the binoculars yeah. was kind of weird. But, like, it was very cool that they added that scene where she leaves, quotes, leaves. And then... Robert is in Kale's house. The mom's tire went flat, which seems weird and ironic that he was just there to help after, you know, watching the movie yeah. and knowing, you know, he was the killer. Um, but we don't know that at this point. It, was, it just looks like a good Samaritan type deal. But... When Turner is in the house, like actually in the house talking to Kale, it felt more like a size up than a conversation. Or just like, I'm here and I know what you're doing, sort of deal. It kind of yeah, that's what I mean. That's a size up. Like I'm here and I know what you're doing. You know what I'm doing, but what are you gonna do about it? Type thing. Trying to feel him out. Be like, are you actually gonna do something? Is this going to be a problem? Because if it is, 
should stop now kind of thing. Yeah. It felt like he was intimidating him. Uh, Ashley throws that party. They had like a little bit of an argument. There's a relationship, you know, forming between the two of them. And it started that, that day, that night that they started that stakeout. And she drew the hearts and was messing with Kale while, you know, Ronnie was asleep and stuff. But they had that little, that bickering, I guess you could call it. And she throws a party. She keeps looking up at Kale. You can obviously tell she wants him to make a move. She likes him. Yeah. But, like, if he's not gonna, maybe he's not interested. You know, there's these guys who are interested type thing. And she keeps looking up, like, hey. Like, this kid's cute, but, like, I, I like Kale kind of thing. And, uh, his reaction to that is extremely funny. But first, the kids, he, he, uh, Puts the speakers outside and cranks his music up. And he was waiting for Ashley to come over and he hears the doorbell go off. And he goes and gets the door and it's those kids again cranking uh -huh. him with the ding-dong ditch. And he finally figures out his name is Greenwood. He said, you better not be listed! <laughs> it was so funny. Because, I mean, you don't use, you know, phone books anymore, but like... yeah. It's like, you better not be listed. It's so it's stupid. Just, it's the way that Shia, you know, acts in, uh -huh. well, in the whole movie. But, like, he, he says that line just so funny. So good. Anyway, Ashley, you know, climbed in through his window and stops the music. And they have that, like, fighting. They're, like, fighting over the iPod thing, which is actually kind of funny between the two of them because that's like probably the closest they've been to each other and uh it shows like how comfortable they've gotten with each other and then he says the half creepy half sweet thing yeah like i've only been watching you thing which is really nice like she at least understood that like he's locked in the house he can't, he can't go anywhere and it's yeah. actually kind of nice that he was only watching me because there's a, you know, probably a bunch of girls that he could have been watching or paying attention to. And he's only wanted to, you know, get to know Ashley. And he's been watching her, knows that she's one of three people that like pizza flavored chips. I must be one of the other three because I like them too. But, uh,. They finally kiss over that sentiment, like saying, you know, I've only been watching you. You're the one that, you know, I want to be with or whatever. Yeah. And uh, she had good delivery on the line that that's either the creepiest or the, or the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. And you can see like in his face, like at first when she says creepiest, he kind of like shrinks, shrinks away from her. And then uh, when she says the sweetest, he like looks up and like, what? <laughs> what the? That's what'd sweet. you just say? <laughs> I really like that. Uh, that scene because of them. And then Ronnie is breaking into the car. Uh, there they have that whole plan where she's distracting him, watching him and distracting him, and then uh, 
Ronnie's in the car getting the garage opener because they need to see what that blue bag was that they found while they were making out. Uh-huh. And uh, they get in there, see the bag. Well, they didn't get in there yet, but Ronnie breaks in, gets the code to the garage opener. Turner stops Ashley, which was incredibly weird and creepy. And it was another intimidation thing. Like, can you just leave me alone, please? Like, you're getting awfully close to figuring out who I am. Please fucking stop. Yeah. Because you're next. Kind of thing. Ooh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know. And she's like, maybe we should stop. Like, at this point, no. Like, get concrete proof. and Keep fucking get him. Yeah, exactly. At this point, you're already, Catch him. You're already in there. D- uh, it was dumb for them not to have weapons ready, but, you know, it is what it is. And then they're setting up the plan for the house break-in, where he goes in through the garage and he sees the blue bag. And there's blood and hair all over it and stuff, but it was a different plan because he had to break into the car again because he put his phone down inside the car. Which not good Mm-mm. and uh ronnie disappears at this point he sees the blue bag and he's running through the house and disappears yeah which causes kale to go over there he didn't even did he even take a step in the house yet i think he took one step in that's technically breaking in there and and entering i guess but still that's such a bad circumstance oh, yeah. they were there quick which is good and bad in a way but, I don't know, it was such bad luck for him. He said there's a body in a blue bag in the garage. And they check it out, and it ends up being a deer. <laughs> like, there, there's so much bad going wrong for Kale. And it's making him look bad to Turner. Oh, yeah. Because he is the killer. But it just keeps everything, it's just, he's told him twice now, like, knock it off, leave me alone. And... He just keeps going, keeps digging. But then the mom goes over to talk to Turner and say, you know, listen, he lost his dad a year ago. He's trying to work through things. I'm really sorry. Can you please not press charges? I don't need him going to jail. Just give him another chance type thing. Ends up being bad for her. She He knocks her out takes her and shit like that but this is where we see that dead girl on camera ronnie was running through and he knocked off the transmitter the camera transmitting to his tv Mm -hmm. but he was still recording and he got that dead girl in the vent yeah which is wild that was wild which is huge luck not only huge luck but like Good thing, you know, Kale was looking at that moment because that told him that there was a dead girl in the house and that he needed to get his mom the fuck out. Little did he know it was a little bit too late because Turner was already coming over and he smacked Ronnie in the face with that bat. Yeah. But he's trying to frame, stop, and kill Kale at this point in the movie. I think he is an excellent killer like bad guy he's in the green mile he's creepy 
He's in the Green Mile. He's one of the guards. Yeah. And I absolutely love his acting, but he did this role so He did it really well. well. He was so good. He made me very uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he has this whole elaborate plan that uh, he's going to have Kale kill Ronnie. And he's going to write this note that Ronnie was calling Ashley behind his back and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And he already killed Ronnie, so he was, like, kind of insane. And then he kills his mom because she kept blaming him, blah, blah, blah. He had this whole plan figured out. So this wasn't just today. He had this as, like, a backup plan, it seems. Which kind of goes back to him being a, you know, murderer. Like, okay, for sure, this dude has been thinking about this. Has been thinking about killing his mom for a little bit now. It's yeah. not just today. And then he finds the bodies in the vent, in the water, in the basement like everywhere all throughout this house and then he finally finds his mom but like him falling in the water like that ugh it's disgusting he, that was gross he fell into water disgusting muddy water with decaying bodies in it there's no way that that water was in any way sanitary <laughs> there's just rotting pieces floating in the water and shit that's disgusting ugh. That's but he my finds worst the mom. Nightmare. I know. He finds the mom, cuts her down, and he's fighting Turner again. And he stabs him in the chest and kills him, throws him into the water. And finally, they understand that he hasn't been talking crazy. Like this is actually this, this actually happened. This is legit, exactly. And he gets monitor off for good behavior, she calls it. Which is really funny. Because it's not necessarily good behavior, but he stopped a serial killer. He killed, you know, a bunch of people in Texas and then came to, uh, what is that, California or something? Came to California and killed a whole bunch more people. And this 17-year-old kid stopped him. I say he does deserve to get off a of house arrest. <laughs> and then she was just like, uh, are you all set up to pay the incarceration fee, Mrs. Brecht? Uh -huh. She's like, what? She goes, today counts. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. Today like, counts. She's getting it. He's getting it off, but you're still making her pay that 12 bucks. Fucked up. Fucked up. But he finds Ashley. And they finally kiss without being spatially challenged that makes any sense like he <laughs> he can go over he can go anywhere now they can actually be a couple and be a relationship yeah and he may finally have gotten over his father he he might he's still gonna be upset by it yeah of course and he's still gonna be pretty fucked up from realizing you know his neighbor was a murderer and stuff but like it seems like there, this is a start of something good and happy for the both of them and then there's the prank on the kids which is absolutely hilarious they're watching skin flicks he calls it skin flicks. and uh he's like we're just checking up on our you know adult channel subscribers and she's like what 
Yeah, yeah you're accessing accessing it right now, like on your second floor of your house. HDMI three. <laughs> then uh, she was like, "Oh, thank you for the call," and like burst in there yeah, and like screamed. That, was, scream. that well. was good. That was really good. Finally, he got him back too. I really, really like this movie. Me too. I think what was it? A six point eight? That's too low. I give it an eight. I enjoy this a lot. I think every actor in this movie did an excellent job. I I don't know. It's it's a toss up between Shia LaBeouf and the guy who played Turner. I love uh -huh. both of them as actors. And I can't really tell you in all honesty who was better because they were both amazing. Oh yeah, they, they did great really, in this movie. They really made this movie as good as it was it was because of those two but uh yeah i got a couple fear facts here for my first one well what what would you what did you rate this movie uh like an seven and a half seven and a half yeah i, I really like this one a lot and Me it's too. because of shia and it's already a good story because alfred hitchcock made rear window and this is you know like based off of that and stuff but this is one of my favorites, so that's up there, too. So, the fear facts. Oh, I yeah, I did. I told you all this. They, it was like an updated version of Rear Window. So I, can, I did write it down. I'll, I'll skip over that. So, the guy who played Turner would not talk to Shia or the other kids, like any of the teenagers, because of the fact that he's the killer. But he did not talk to them until after filming the movie, and Shia said that he was, like, one of the nicest people he's ever met. Oh, really? He was just like, yeah, he would not speak to me during filming at all until after it was done because he's such a method actor or whatever. Which is... Pretty cool. Which is kind of funny at the same time that it's, like, interesting. Shia actually talked to House Arrestes, which gave him the Twinkie Tower idea. Are you serious? Yeah. So he actually went to talk to people who were currently or who have been under house arrest. And he was, you know, asking them questions like, what did you do to get under house arrest? And like, how did you keep busy? All this other stuff. And they're, they're like, oh, yeah, I like I started to go crazy and I built this Twinkie Tower. He was like. I love that idea. Yeah. Can I use it? And they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah! I want to be. I want my idea to be in a movie or whatever." Which is kind of funny. Twinkie Tower. Uh, Kale and Turner's houses were actually in two different cities. So the scene where with the rabbit through the fence is actually a forced uh, perception scene, where the set behind Turner is actually shorter than the actor was. It was just the way that the camera viewed it looked oh, like okay. it was there. But it was actually in two different cities, Whittier and Pasadena. Which is actually kind of funny because in the movie they're portrayed as, you know, next door neighbors, obviously. Yeah. But it's actually two two cities miles away from each oh, other. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, Kale actually had a pole in his backyard that they had to grass over for the movie. Yeah. Um, Kale and the father scene with the where with the kid, the pregnancy mm -hmm. and stuff. 
apparently the whole thing, aside from fly fishing, was ad-libbed. Oh, really? The whole thing. Everything they said to each other. That's awesome. Well, I guess the fish wouldn't wouldn't be ad-libbed. He's, like, talking and telling him how to do it. But the whole pregnancy thing, like, I'm having a kid and, like, their discussion and whatnot, that was all ad-libbed. And the mother scaring Kale was also was also improv yeah like he he she actually scared him and like he just you know went off of that oh really yeah so that's, that's two pretty cool two cool two of the cooler scenes of the movie it's very cool to see the relationship between the two of them to to realize that that was improv makes it even better and why i like that scene so much and his mom scaring him why that is so funny to me is because that's also improv so they were actually both genuinely scared yeah. which is really funny and for my last one when ronnie came home from hawaii uh-huh. and he came over to see kale and he has the macadamia nuts in his hand that was added last minute are you serious yeah so the the question he was like this is all you brought me some stupid nuts like that was improv too because That's he was so funny. The nuts were just added at the last minute. He's like, "Here, go do this scene. Take these to KL or whatever," which is hilarious. The fact that not only did his friend come back from Hawaii and didn't bring him anything, but he just straight up was just like, "Yeah, here's some nuts that you can get in your grocery store right down the street." So stupid. So stupid. But this is one of my, you know, favorite horror type movies and alfred hitchcock's one of my favorite directors and stuff so it's kind of nice to see a movie that was you know based around his movie and to be this well done i think it was a lot better than people give it credit for but what did you think of the movie i thought it was really good i thought it was really suspenseful yeah it definitely played on the your music fears. really oh, helped yeah. make you feel scared yeah, you know what i mean for sure because the the music it got more intense and i was like oh shit <laughs> something about to happen and like the climax of the movie was so like sought after like you want you know you want to get to the climax of the movie and you just want to find out if he's a killer and like and then when it finally gets there and you just like have this sense of relief like yeah. oh gee I'm, I'm glad that we finally know and uh you know the happy ending every horror yeah, movie with a happy exactly. ending is a great horror movie even the ones with bad endings are good horror movies usually agreed yep so that's all we got if you don't have anything else question yeah if you okay. don't have anything else nope, about that's this all movie. I got. our next movie is going to be starting October, which will be our spook, which is spooky season. Spooky season's upon us, guys. So we're gonna start with Halloween two. Will be the first spooky season movie. It's a good one. It's a good it's one. One of my favorites. And uh, this spooky season will be one year of the podcast. October first, oh, wow. wasn't it? We started October. Was it? I can't remember what the exact date was, but it was the first Saturday of October of last year. We've been doing this for a whole year. Awesome. It's crazy. Weird. 
So go ahead and read the question. We've already been doing this for almost 50 minutes. <laughs> Which film in the Alien series is set in Antarctica? Well, this is a good one. I know some it's of the people listening one. are huge alien uh, fans. I, th I looked at you like that because I thought you were going to say the answer. Did you see my face? Yes, I, I saw your like, face. <laughs> I was like, shut up. But, uh, yeah, I know people are huge Alien fans, yeah. so they should get this one. This one's pretty easy, I think. But, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week with Halloween 2 at the start of our spooky season. Happy spooky season. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. And we'll catch you later.